inawezekana any eye physical eye see that far these are years and years thousands of years ahead of him we are here and abraham saw us which eye did he use the eyes of the spirit are we together so what am i saying why did i go there i went there for this reason i went there to show you something to tell you that the reason why the bible tells us to give thanks in all circumstances that that is the will of god for us who are in christ is telling us do not live by what you see do not let what you see dictate what you do why because you're not a natural being you're a spirit being you only live in the natural body are you with me so open your eyes and look but see don't stay at what you're looking at that's the only way you can be able to give thanks in all circumstances why because there are circumstances that come and it seems like they have come to take your life how can you look in such a situation and thank God. Thank God for what? But he tells you. Thanksgiving is acknowledging that God's grace works well. What does that mean? He tells you, live, be spiritually minded. Are we together? Be spiritually minded. That's what he's telling you. He says, be spiritually minded. Let your mind be so focused on spiritual things. That you will look at what you see, what your eyes are looking at, and you do not see it. You only see God. You're in a situation, but do not, you do not, people find you celebrating, and they wonder, what happened? Did you hear what happened with, with Peter? What of Paul? When, no, look at this. Paul, when he was imprisoned. The Bible says in the night, he was praising God. Praising God. Are we together? Peter was praising God too. Can you imagine? You know, I was reading that in uh, Acts. Is it Acts 13? Is it Acts? And uh, when the angel came in and opened uh, uh, the prison gates for Peter, the Bible says Peter was sleeping. And yet the next day they were planning to execute him. But the man was sleeping. I mean, how can you sleep when you know tomorrow they are going to kill you? The angel had to wake him up. Interesting, the angel never touched the what? The 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 chains. The Bible says, and the angel hit him to wake him up, and the chains fall off. That, that chip. <laughs> that chip. He did not have to touch the chains and, and the angel broke the chains. No. He tapped on Peter. When Peter woke up, the chains fall off. He told him, walk out. Are we together? It is something they saw. Their eyes were looking at something different. They were in a different world than the world we're living in. They were living in at the time. Praise the Lord Jesus. So what God tells us, which is the will of God for us in Christ, is to be thankful at all times. Acknowledge God. See God in all situations. In Ephesians chapter, chapter, chapter what? 
chapter 5, verse 20. He says, give thanks for everything. Are you with me? He told us in First Thessalonians to give thanks in everything. Now in Ephesians chapter 5, verse, verse, verse 20, he tells us to be thankful for everything. Those are two different things. Praise the Lord. You're thankful for everything. That is for all things. He told you, give thanks in, in what? In all situations, in all circumstances. And then give thanks for all things. So, you are thanking God while you're going through what you're going through. But then again, at the same time, you're thanking God for what has happened to you. For what has come to you. Why? Why? You are seeing with a different eye. Things don't happen to me, I happen to them. That's how you happen to things. Do you understand? I can never be disadvantaged. Praise the Lord Jesus. I can never. So, what happens when something has happened and it seems like bad? You thank God. You thank God. Praise the Lord. Today one of uh, my sons was calling me. Uh, you know, someone had, uh, you know, his car got in an accident, something like that. And I said, alright, let's pray. And they began thanking God. Thanking God for what has not been revealed in their eyes. Are you with me? To thank God for everything, it means you're going to look with a different eye. Well, because, like now, you say, Lord, thank you, because, uh, uh, Mm, this bad thing has happened to me. The thanksgiving is going to acknowledge the good working of grace. That is, you're going to acknowledge the working of God. The working of God in that thing that has happened. What does that mean? Thanksgiving carries you and puts you above what happens to you. So you look I said, thank you, Lord Jesus. I celebrate you. Because this has not come to destroy me. It has come to promote me. What is it you have seen, God? He said, Lord, I thank you. Because these situations that are around me can only promote me. What is it you are acknowledging, God? He said, someone said, someone has, uh, it seems like someone is holding your money. There's a way you can rule over. There's a way. He says, this is the will of God for you. Instead of praying, God, let, let the angels go. Eh? You can't, you can you can enter the will of God. Which will of God for you is thanksgiving. You lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Master, thank you for what is happening around me. I thank you because I'm made of a different kind. Why? Because the thing is, to thank God is to acknowledge the working of God. That His working in your life is good. Are you with me? That's what it is. So what does that mean? To say thank you, Lord, you're not just going to say, Lord, thank you, thank you for this, thank you for that, thank you for this, thank you for that. No, you're going to see. Amen. You're going to open your eyes and see. You say, Lord, I thank you. This man look like a dead. But as far as your word is concerned, I'm out of it. What is it? You are acknowledging the working of God. I 
thanksgiving, it will be victory everywhere. Do you understand why? Because why is it the will of God for you? It's because it exalts God in your life. It brings God in your daily walk. Are you with me? It makes God master over that which is seen in your life. That's the big thing. He says, give thanks. So you say, Lord, I thank you. Oh God, I thank you so much. This man looked like it's so bad. But I know. Because your word says that in all these things we are more than conquerors. And then your word says that all these things work together for our good. My eyes, my mind might not be able at the moment to comprehend how this is standing up for my good. But I know because you are the Alpha and the Omega, you are the beginning and the end of my life, you are turned it out, turned it around for my good. Do you see? Think about it if you pray like that. Can you finish prayer and you go and you're still frowned first? No way. You know some people go into prayer, they come to pray, and after they leave prayer, it seems like someone just wiped them, whipped them in, in prayer. They go more sad than when they started. Why? Because many of them, while they are praying, all they do is remind themselves of the problems they are going through. And they think they are praying. God, you see, I've been like this. They are demanding me the rent. And I don't know what to do now. God, you see, I've been, uh, last time I've been fasting and praying, but things have not changed. What do I do now? God, they are chasing me. You weep, you weep. And then after the prayer, you say, but I know. Okay, God, thank you because I believe you would do it. You do not believe you would do it. <laughs> because if you believed you would do it, you would have cut the prayer. Oh, serious, serious. You know this person is, has the ability to do and the willingness. Do you know, by the way, one of the things I discovered about people that many times people do not doubt God's ability to do. You know God is able to do. But what they doubt is his willingness to do for them. I know God can do, but is he, will he do it for me? Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, God is all powerful, but is he willing to channel his power to work for you? That's what they doubt. And guess what? It is the most horrible thing. (laughs) It is too bad. Why? Because, I mean, if you can be willing to do good, what about God? Jesus spoke and said that I'm not telling you that uh, when I go, I will pray to God for you. He says, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He says, how many of you, if you asked your, your, your child asked you for bread and you give them a stone, ask you for fish, you give them snacks. He says, if you who are wicked, by the time I was speaking to the to to to, to the Jews, I was not talking to the. So don't don't take this one personal. And you say, yeah, if us who are wicked, you are not wicked if you are in Christ. <laughs> are you with me? 
So you, you, you make it as you say, yeah, if we, who are wicked, huh, do give our children good, you are not, you cannot use that example. He was talking to someone who is not born again. As if you who are wicked can give your children what they want. Won't your heavenly father do much more? Amen. God is willing. He's more willing. I remember this man that was, was he a leper? Jesus says, do you want to be healed? And the man says, if you want. He turned it to him and says, if you desire me to be healed. It's okay. And Jesus' words were, I'm willing. You get it? He's like, I desire you to be whole. Full of compassion, he says, I desire you to be whole. All together. So when we carry out, we carry with us the attitude of thanksgiving, it will carry us beyond circumstances. Put us beyond what happens to us daily. It makes you a master, unchanged, undisturbed by what happens. Praise the Lord Jesus. Why? Because you know, I remember Jesus. Oh, are you, are you enjoying this? I remember Jesus. They come to him. They come to Jesus. Sorry, they take him to the king. The king says, Don't you know I have the power to give you out for destruction or to preserve you? Jesus told him, You do not have power over me. Do you understand? I mean, think about it. They have taken you. This guy is, you know, they say, His his word crucifies you or preserves you. And he says, I have the power to kill you or to preserve you. And Jesus is like, don't be deceived. You do not have power over me. Except it is given to you by my heavenly father. You cannot give my life. This is what God is telling us. It is the will of God for us. He wants you to live like Jesus. To have that attitude where nobody can touch you. Do you understand? Nobody, nobody, nobody. Why? Because that thanksgiving attitude puts you in a place where you are beyond the realm and the reach of men. Are you with me? This means they say, the devil, the devil can do what? Are you with me? Lord, I thank you because I see clearly. Are you with me? You do not permit. Why? Because you see, if you look at man being able to do something that can affect you, you're a victim. But God tells you, give thanks for everything. Why? Because when you see God in everything, He becomes master over everything. It means nothing happens to you. Are you with me? Nothing. Nothing happens to you. Everything that happens around, it is because it's planned. Praise the Lord. Years ago I discovered, I was meditating on Romans chapter 8 verse 28. We know that all things work together for the good. And I discovered, praise the Lord. I discovered, and when you compare, you look at different scriptures, praise the Lord, that define and show the new creature at its best, you discover something. That this New creature is a creature above the realm of mankind, above this world. 
So when Paul says even all things work together for good, apart from what he was talking about, the persecutions, the whatever, this and this and this and this, there is the element where every natural thing is designed to work for your good. Are you with me? Every natural thing, everything is designed to work for your good. Praise the Lord. Well, because he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21, he says, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. And then in 22, he says, whether Paul or Cephas or Apollos, all are yours. Whether this life, the life to come, things present, things to, you know, things to come, life, death, all are yours. So now, if all is mine, what happens to me? Whatever comes to me is because I chose. Things don't happen to me. I happen to them. What do I mean? That I happen to them, I define them. Come on. Come on. Why? Because if it happened to you, you do not, you cannot explain, you know, this, this just happened. This just happened. No, you have the ability of a prophet. Come on, come on, come on. Ah. You have the, uh, the prophetic action working with you. You have the ability to read through the lines and define things. And whatsoever you define becomes. Isn't that what Adam did? So what happens? If you define things, then what happened to you? Do you know you can easily undo or change if you are the one that did things? If someone else came and did something to you, you cannot change it. But if you did it to yourself, you can change it. You can change it. How? If you have done this and it is done and you discover, now I've already done this, but I can do something else that can override this. It is you in charge. But if it's someone who did it, you cannot call them to do something better. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me, let me, let me, let me break it down more. <laughs> if someone came, huh? Which example should I use? Ah, I'm looking for a better example. But, but, what I mean by something happening to you. Now, if let's say I came and I gave you something, you get it? That, that, if I happen, that, 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 something happened to you, someone gave you something. If someone is the one that gave you something, you won't call them to give you something better the next day. You get it? You'll have to wait and hope and believe probably they will, you get it? Yes, a miracle happens and then you suddenly maybe get another person to do. But if you went and you know how to get the monies, you went and bought something for yourself. You can buy something better and you can get it to yourself because you know how to buy. You get it? So you cause this to happen to you. You are the one that bought this cloth. You can buy another cloth. 
But if all the clothes that you have, someone buys for you, you cannot buy when you need. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you getting the picture? So if things happen to you, you you have it is you a victim. So when the good come, you say, "Oh, I'm very happy. Thank you so much, Lord." The bad happens. You are not in charge still. You will cry, and then what? But if you cause the things to happen, you can dictate what happens when. Come on. That's what dominion is about. And this is what God is bringing you into by teaching you thanksgiving. He's bringing you into true dominion. Do you know when we praise God, something happens? The Bible says God inhabits the praises of His people. Are we together? As we praise and extol, exhort God, what happens is we permit God to be revealed as God. So we bring God on the scene. Are we together? But when we weep over circumstances, what happens is we exhort and empower circumstances. Are we together? So now God teaches us thanksgiving that we may grow and come to another plane of living where we decide what happens and when it happens and how it happens. Think about living life like that. You are in the driver's seat. You dictate the pace. You dictate the direction. You are in charge. I thank God for everything. When I thank God for everything, it means it gives me the ability to interpret things. So I'm the one to say, Lord, no, this does not call for crying. It calls for a celebration. And when I say that, it turns into a party. About come on, yeah. Do you know you dictate your moods? Some people are. They say me, I'm moody. <laughs> when circumstances are better, but how can you? How can you? How can you smile in this? <laughs> how can you? They are weeping. Why? Because the situation they are looking at, it seems like it's calling for tears. No. Have you ever been annoyed and someone came and tried to be funny? Bring a joke. The same joke that will make you laugh your lungs out is now making you even more annoyed. Do you think this is funny? And yet the other time if it came, you are like, ha! You laugh like crazy. Are you with me? What happened? Perspective. You can even watch a comedy. (laughs) And there's nothing that makes you laugh at all. Why? You're looking at everybody in the way of your mood. Now, and yet but you have chosen not to laugh. What happens? So, the way you maintain that state is by interpreting everything from the negative standpoint. So it does not make meaning. That's man. That's how powerful you are. So if you can cause things not to be funny, why don't you cause them to be funny? You look at this problem and laugh. You say, this is so funny. 
Can you imagine? <laughs> that, what, what, what are you laughing at? You're looking at the situation that seems like it is taking you. You see, taking me. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Seriously. Yeah, seriously. And it's surely funny. I'm telling you, if you turn on your thanksgiving and praise, what happens is things will be funny. They say this situation has come to kill you. <laughs> I beg your pardon. It has come to kill. To kill? <laughs> Which one? To kill who? Do you know who you're talking about? Why? Because you, you stand from another plane. You look at things from the eyes of the spirit. Why didn't Jesus... Some people think that, you see, when Jesus was praying in the garden, he was afraid of the... <laughs> of the whips. Hmm? That he looked like this, and he foresaw how they were going to beat him. And so he says, God, I'm afraid. If it be possible, let this cup be taken away from me. Understand who Jesus is. Understand who Jesus is. Do you know that he did not die until he chose? The Bible scholars say that there's nobody, according to the way he was beaten, who would have made it to that hill. Why? Do you know, Jesus, they say scholars, you see when they, when they fixed a, a, a spear, in his side, what came out of him? It was water and blood. Praise the Lord. He died of a raptured heart. That's what we do. There was no more blood left in his body. Not a single blood left in. But guess what? He carried the cross and then walked up that hill. How? He ordered his death at the cross, even after that coming out, he did not die. He says, Father, into your hands I commit my soul. And he rested. He gave up. The Bible says, and he gave up his spirit. He gave up his spirit. It's him that decided. Okay, let me now check out. That's Jesus we are talking about. So you think he was afraid of the sticks? Think about Paul. Paul. Paul was beaten and left for death. They thought he had died. And the, the ones that were beating left. They knew he was dead. The Bible says, when the disciples came, when they came where he was, the disciples, he raised up. He came back. And what happened? They did not take him to the hospital. He went somewhere else to preach. John, John, they call him John the Divine. John, the scholars say that John was fried. Do you understand? To put in hot oil and fry you alive. He was fried alive. They gave him the time they thought now at this point is dead. They brought him out. The man was still walking. They removed his eyes and set him to 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 
to the island. And the first thing that he writes, he says, when I saw him, using which eyes? Do you understand? And God says, he says, get and write these things. I mean, this man is already blind. And you are telling, ordering him to write. And he saw all these things. This is the man who tells you, whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Are you with me? These are men that are, now think, you think Jesus looked at the, these guys. Which kind? The strength they would use was from him. <laughs> are you with me? What could they do to him that would shake him? The only thing that moved him to say that kind of prayer was because for the first time ever, he was going to be separated from the Father. God was going to be separated. How is that possible? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But today, at this point, the Word was going to be separated from God, and the Word was going to become seen. He could not get it. He prayed, Father, if it be possible, let this cup be taken away from me. It's not a cup of sticks. It's the cup of taking your place. Becoming who you were, who we were. That's what shook him. And he prayed and he was strengthened of the Lord. Do you understand? That's the Jesus. It's not strives. No. He lived in a different world. They came asking him for tax. He told Peter, do the sons have to pay tax? The children have to pay tax? He said, no. He says, nevertheless, not to offend them. Go. The first fish you get, remove and pay for your tax and my own. He did not send him to Judas. He said, let Judas do his job. Let him enjoy the money. He sent him to the sea. What is it? This is where God brings us to now. This is the consciousness is bringing to our mind that we may live above what we see. They say, the doctor said that this thing is like this. Stand in that same situation and lift up your hands and say, Father God, I thank you. Because there's no other report that is worth believing but the report of God. This is what men say. I see a testimony out of this. I can only shine. I can only... What is it? You are thankful. As you do, you permit the Almighty God to take His place in you. The Bible says, let God arise and all His enemies be scattered. That's how you rise up God. Where does He rise from now? He's not in heaven. He lives in you. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So when you later, when God rises, He rises from within you. His enemies will be scattered. I refuse to complain. I cannot complain. I'm not going to complain. God, where are you now? Where, where are you? Where did God, you have been here with me. You are here with me. And you are locked with me forever. Why Jesus says, I am with you till the end of the age. While you are still here, he is with you. Whether you feel him or not, he did not say, Every time you feel me, I will be there. 
when you do not and all you are feeding is desert, then I will be out somewhere. And you will be alone in the desert. No! He's with you. So what happens? I do myself a favor. I feel after God. Did you hear me? I feel after God. I'm like, oh boy, I'm so full of God. Why am I saying I'm so full of God? Because I'm not feeling like anything. <laughs> I do not live. Some people think that when David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He lets me, besides this, that, that all that, it is because there was too much abundance everywhere. No. He says, Look at what he says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So you think he was going where? That everything was happening. And then he says, oh, the Lord is my shepherd. He was saying the Lord is my shepherd because there was a lot of want. He was a man of faith. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Remember, he's a sheep in his communication. Lying down sheep eat pasture. He says he makes me lie down in green pastures. You cannot make a sheep lie down while it's hungry and it's lying down in food. It's because it has fed and it's full. So it rests in food. That's what God does. It's the place where God calls shalom. It is shalom, shalom. It is peace, peace. It is a peace that comes with a satisfaction. You rest in abundance. And God makes me to lie down in abundance. So I'm full with the fullness of God. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. What is it? God told Paul, he told him that my grace is, may, is sufficient. Are you with me? My strength is strong in your weaknesses. That's what God answered Paul. That was the answer. What is it? Acknowledge God's grace. When you do, you walk out of anything. No matter how tough it might look like. There's nothing... In this world, that has the ability to destroy you. Did you hear me? There's nothing in this world that has the ability to destroy you. The Bible says, no weapon that is fashioned up against you that shall ever prosper. It's not there. It's impossible. Who can destroy God? I'm united with Him. I've become one spirit with Him. Who can destroy God? You are one with Him. The Bible says, as it is, so are you in this world. That's the truth. So why don't you see God? When I come in, I know God has come in. I'm conscious of one God. Praise the Lord. So I know, David says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For the Lord is with me. Now, God, excuse me, God was with David, was not in David. God is not with you. God is in you and is with you at the same time. Praise the Lord Jesus. So what happens? I'm not even permitted to go through the valleys. I'm seated together with Christ in heavenly places. I'm not walking. <laughs> Alright. Let's stop here. I think I've given you too much. Stand up on your feet. Glory to God. Hallelujah!